0: Ready?
1: Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, the video game music podcast. This is episode 3-8 and my name is Rob Nichols. i some guy he just met. I just saw him on the street. I said, hey. You look like a guy who can do podcasts. Do you want to do a podcast? And I asked if he had any cliff bars. And I, I said I do. I have a couple cliff bars, and he got in my car. We drove to the house. He finished his cliff bar. Don't let him fool, you. he ain't give me a cliff bar. And now we're doing the show. And his name is Pernell. Pernell. So um, actually, we've been doing this for 27 episodes, and not just picking him up off the street to do a podcast.
0: This is true. Kids,
1: this, this don't is. don't get into strangers' vehicles and do podcasts. It's not it's not a good thing. Unless they offer you two Cliff Bars, <laughs> two Cliff Bars. That'll do. That'll do the trick. As long as they're the peanut butter kind, I like the peanut butter. Your guy. parents will understand. There's a bunch that I really don't like. Anyway, on this episode, we don't just talk about Cliff Bars. We listen to great video game music. We listen to it. We talk about it. We discuss it, and. Um, yeah, we get into it. That, that's that's the show.
0: We ultimately just have a solid good time and hopes that you,
1: the audience, has an equally good time. Thank you for joining us today. The um, The topic this week was suggested by um, a special guest, and we'll have our special guest at the end of our show. Her name is Lonnie, and she is a co-owner of Too Many Games, the convention in the greater Philadelphia area. Area?
0: Every uh. Every uh. It's devoted to video games and video game-like activities involving, like, boards and music and the like. But rather than us going to, we'll let her tell you about it later on. Absolutely.
1: Um So, yeah, Kingdom Hearts is very special to her. It's very special to me. It seems to be pretty special to Pernell. He's playing through one of them right now, which was, uh, what? Dream Drop Distance on the 3DS. Excellent. Oh, you switched it up. You were on the PSP earlier. Oh, I play all kinds of games, man. I'm a... <laughs> If, you, if you're not paying attention I'll just shake them up on you. So uh, we're, we're gonna play a few we're gonna play a few songs a piece and we're gonna get into um, a little bit of an interview towards the end so look out for that um, and then we'll close our show out and um, we're gonna start the show off with my pick from Kingdom Hearts 1. Oh my goodness, did I pick from Kingdom Hearts 1? We'll find out shortly, won't we? Oh, I did. It's Kingdom Hearts 1. But the soundtrack is Disc 2. I saw Disc 2 and I thought it was Kingdom Hearts 2. That's great. Anyway. This guy over here. I'm going to start off by saying um, all we're going to cover Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and then Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Which to me is pretty much Kingdom Hearts 0. It's a alpha. EX plus... It's uh, Kingdom Hearts Third Strike. Um, but anyway, the soundtracks um, are composed um, nearly entirely by Yoko Shimomura, who also has a, uh, a bit of a Street Fighter background. So we're going to get into uh, my first track for Kingdom Hearts 1. Kingdom Hearts 1s. And this is called. Uh, <laughs> I know. It sounds so strange to me. This whole game is odd. We'll, we'll get into that later, too. Um, it's called Hand in Hand. This was hand-in-hand from the game Kingdom Hearts 1 by Yoko Shimomura. I was trying to pinpoint what part of the game it was, but I'm pretty sure it's combat.
0: I know it's combat, and I think it pertains to, like, well, specify for those who aren't familiar with Kingdom Hearts games, there is a ridiculously diverse array of music that goes into each one because they make tracks for combat that's exclusive to each location you visit, in addition to the actual location itself having its own set of themes. So, essentially, every place you visit in the game has its own personality inside and out. It is a spectacular design choice on the half on behalf of the staff and the sound team. And, as a result, we all get to bask in that wonderment ourselves as we go through these bad Yeah, how about, how about we hit that one more
1: time? Hmm. It sounds like a, like a map, like like an opening map theme, mm-hmm. like um, it's it's, sweeping you through what your adventure will be.
0: It does kind of have that sound to it, which actually helps me kind of pinpoint where it is because I'm almost positive this is like one of the first worlds you visit. Yeah, I think so. So if that's the case, well there you go. It's like hey, welcome to welcome to the brawl scene, friend.
1: <laughs> one of the things that I really like. About this as well. Tra-
0: that's what it is. Traverse
1: Towns Battles. Oh, here it comes. I love how a lot of these songs have these little, like everything stops. And then there's these little flutes and little chimes at the very, very end. I think that's so, it's so pretty. And it's, it's so, it's so Kingdom Hearts. Wispy. It's very wispy. Uh, yeah, wispy came back again. Sometimes I have a way of bringing, the, <laughs> oh, bringing it out, bringing it back. Mm-hmm. All right, I think that was a pretty good way to start the show. So, um, what is your first track, Pernell? Well, I was kind of—it's been a long time since I picked up Kingdom
0: Hearts One. I think that's been the case for pretty much everybody who plays the games because uh, Square's slow. Um, <laughs> but when I came across this bad boy in my recollection listening session. I had no choice but to pick it, and you'll know why. Oh, you'll know. The track in question is Monstrous Monstro from Kingdom Hearts 1. Ugh. (laughs) Let's
1: give it a spin.
0: Welcome back to Rhythm and Pixels. You are listening to "Monstrous Monstro," a track from Kingdom Hearts, the first game, um, composed by, as mentioned earlier, Yoko Shimomura. Uh, Beast at the craft. This
1: track. Yeah, remind me. Remind me where this was going on. It's been a very long time since I played Kingdom Hearts One, but I, I remember this song really. I remember the song itself really, really well. I, I love the uh, all the horns going on back and forth. It's really fun. It takes place in hell. Okay, so it takes place in hell. And by yeah, that, I by mean kind of Monstro right. the Whale's stomach. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I forgot. That's the name of a, of a Disney thing.
0: Yeah, and to put the funny spin on this bad boy was, because I feel like I have a story for everything. Like, when this game came out, I couldn't afford it, but my brother could because he had a better job at the time. So he bought it, and he was playing it in his room, and I didn't want to hear any of it because all of it was spoilers. So I ignored <laughs> the game as best I could until he got here. Because Monstro is a pain in the butt, it's a maze, a lot of doors that lead to nowhere logical. So, after a period of time, I got sick of hearing the music, and I went and I was like, How are you still stuck in this place? (laughs) And at this point, I pretty much picked up the controller and learned how to play the game to beat Monstro's level just to stop hearing this track. Oh, that's great. As, As good as it is. It was just I got tired of it, and then of course it frustrated me too because the level again is a maze, and I also lost all the visual cues because
1: he kind of used them all up. So
0: huh. by the time I was done that level, I was
1: ready for the full Monty at that point. So yeah, this game is um the Kingdom Hearts games. I I don't even know how to explain it really. It's SquareSoft and all of like their crazy characters with chains and swords and emo haircuts and zippers mixed with um disney characters like goofy and pluto and the chipmunks oh, the chipmunks right. chip and dale chip and dale what were they gerbils no they're chipmunks but when you say chipmunks you're not no one thinks chip and dale yeah <laughs> i'm thinking like okay the woodland creatures uh, <laughs> but they threw them together into the same universe and then the story got bizarre because i like, guess swear and then it got bizarre and then it got really weird um, but it's fun though because it's um, because you're playing with these characters, you know, and it's cartoony. But the um, the fighting and the brawling and the and the magic systems and stuff, it's it's it becomes really addictive. Wildly chaotic.
0: I mean, like this is one of the games where grinding to level up doesn't even feel like a chore. Like I like beating things up in this.
1: Yeah, it, it felt very satisfying. It was really really cool gameplay. It's uh, so unlike a Squaresoft, like turn-based RPG it's a uh, action combat kind of an action combat like action RPG which I'm usually not a big fan of because I'm bad (laughs) at video games
0: but then the difficulty studies make it so it's accessible to anybody absolutely yeah and like I also like how again most of the combat tracks in this game again they're tailored to each world you go to but they also kind of they have a lot of energy to them that gets you makes you feel like you're getting up and moving and it's kinetic Mm-hmm. Akin to how the gameplay itself flows Like this track here If I didn't know what was going on in the game I would feel like it's a guy running around Like dropping plates all over the place <laughs> Yeah, or it
1: just, does uh, like, like someone's running back and forth ah, ah, ah. Yeah, It's just nutty
0: anyway, it's, just fan- it's a fantastical tune And I am glad that this was pretty much well, Traverse Town was the first track I heard But this was the second track I heard, and it was the one that completely got me Mm. to go, "Hey,
1: I can't wait to play this game." This sounds awesome, very, very cool. And it's cool the um, the soundtrack is really cinematic, and it's got that Disney movie, like sweeping, arcing, like feeling. Every every song has a really strong feeling to it. Um, And but the composer wasn't Disney at all. It's Yoko Shimomura, traditionally working with Capcom, working with uh, Square Enix. Squeenix, Squeenix, yeah, (laughs) with Square Enix um, to do the soundtrack, and but she just smashed this Disney sound to bits. Like she just, just a master at it.
0: Which is a good thing because for the umpteenth time, a large, fat, heartless knocks you off of a ledge. You'll be glad you have a nice composer giving you the tune to make (laughs) you repeat sections over and over and over again. All right, so um, over
1: again. Speaking of repeating sections, (laughs) my next track is from Kingdom Hearts Two. And I believe this is from the section where the uh, the rescue rangers are flying through some kind of weird subspace thing. It might be. So I think it's what it is. It's a really odd part of the game. It's, it's kind of unnecessary. Actually, I think it is unnecessary. You really don't have to do these stages, but they're really odd. So I'm going to play this one. This one's called Cloud Chasers from the game Kingdom Hearts 2. This is Cloud Chasers from the game Kingdom Hearts 2 for the PlayStation 2, again by Yoko Shimomura. More of a, a video game type sound going on here, but still has a lot of those cinematic elements to it. I am actually kind of lulled into a state of relaxation because of this Yeah, it, there's this kind of like ar- arpeggiated bells kind of going up and down. It's very, very relaxing. So, again, it has kind of like a, like in the clouds, kind of in in the sky kind of feeling to it. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think it is fitting because even though the the gummy ship travel stages aren't necessarily like
1: any, it's located in any sense of reality. It's not even just a plane. It's a ship made out of gummy bears or gummies. gummy blocks. But they're blocks. It's molten gum. Molten pig's feet. Hey. Don't knock good
0: craftsmanship, all right. <laughs> if it gets the job done, if it gets you from planet gonna to planet, hold,
1: it's going to hold your your, your your ship together. Anyway, yeah, yeah, it was very... built by chipmunks. Yeah, I remember being really interested in these sections in Kingdom Hearts One. You had to build these uh, these gummy ships in order to get from place to place. In Kingdom Hearts 2, I think it was optional. All those extra little um, challenges you could do with it. Not exactly. The first game, both games, they it was a requirement. Right. but You could do
0: bare minimum, mind you, in either, but oh, they were I think required. I, had to, I think
1: it had to do with the percentage at the end of the game,
0: right? I think even the first game had a few bells and whistles, but the thing about it was the first game, gummy travel was pretty boring and no one liked it. Yeah, but... But in the second game... They right. tweaked the living daylights out of it, and it became pretty fun. Yeah,
1: you can customize your ship. Like, you find all the pieces while you're fighting, and you go back and you actually build your own ship out of it. You put, like, the, 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 the engines on it and the guns on it, and you shape it. And you shake it all about. And it was just... <laughs> shape, it, shape it all about. It was it was really interesting that they put that kind of mechanic into, into the rest of the game. But then again, like, the whole game was odd. I mean, in this game, they introduced Roxas... Mm-hmm. Roxas.
0: As if the first game wasn't confusing enough, the second game got more confusing because it was like first you got your guys, you got the keyblade masters, you got your heartless, and they introduce nobody, so you have a heartless and a nobody that comes from a somebody when you unlock their heart with a key, and somebody's are no somebodies are people, nobodies yeah. form an organization <laughs> that has lesser nobodies
1: fighting for them. And I liked I like the, the word like calling them nobodies or calling them heartless. Like I felt like the metaphors really worked. It, like It really conveyed that like, kind of emotion of like, oh, you're trying to like find yourself, like who this person really is. like They're not just nobodies. And if you're nobody and you don't have, like, uh, uh, you're not a person or something, you become like a monster. It was really, like, like but none of, I don't know, it was super confusing. because I it was just their excuse to use more zippers. Probably. And no, I think this excuse to use more zippers was the secret organization, right? Yeah, 13. 13, which of course they had to give it a number and they had to wear hoods Mm -hmm. Um, but no but the fight the battles were crazy amazing remember you like you ran up like the building and stuff it was all quick time events but man it was so cool yeah they added a lot more like I don't want to say cinematics to the combat but they added
0: a lot more um like eventful combat motions that could take place compared to the first game which while it may seem lame it actually worked well in execution I was surprised um they made tons of improvements to the second game. They had the form system that they
1: unlocked. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your your um, your armor had different forms to it, and they had, like, an ultimate form at the end, you kind of, like, hovered around the stage. Yeah. It looked really neat. And I also especially liked
0: how you earned it, because it was completely random. Like... It, almost, it was an equivalent of, like, just surprisingly powering up to your ultimate four, because you're just, like, fighting it out of nowhere. It's like, I'm supposed to go bravery, but
1: instead, I'm gray, and I've got two keyblades hovering around me. It was really well yeah, done. Really, really neat. Yeah, that's another thing. The keys. Like, you're using the keys to open up the heart. Mm-hmm. Like, the key to bludgeon heart. And to bludgeon things. And you, and you beat things up with it. And then, it, uh, I don't know. I, I'm still thinking about the story of the game, how it just... I was so confused by it. But and then, at the same time, the, the gameplay kept me hooked, and... All of the little hidden secrets and stuff, like Sephiroth is in it, and you could fight Sephiroth and mm-hmm. from uh, Final Fantasy, because he's in everything, of course. He'll show up. up, why not? Let's go to my track next, because I want to keep talking about this game. Absolutely. But
0: I want that track to get some love while we do it, too. Alright, so, so what's what's your next track, buddy? We're still doing Gummy Ships, okay? but while Rob's Gummy Ship track took him to Sleepy Hollow, the good <laughs> version, not the awful headless version. The, right? uh, the, the Sleepy... Sleepy Town. The Sleepy Town, not the sleepy killer headless riding horse guy. Um, but I, on the other hand, are going to take you to the Danger Zone Ooh. because this is the track that will earn you many a speeding ticket and it's worth every dollar spent. <laughs> and that track is called Hazardous Highway and is also for Kingdom Hearts 2. Let's give that bad boy a spin, shall we? Sounds good. Welcome back. You are listening to Hazardous Highway from Kingdom Hearts 2,
1: composed by Yokoshima Shimomura. I don't know, man. This sounds more like something from an uh, an Atlas game? Not Atlas. Um, Camelot game.
0: Oh! Oh! I'm not sure about Camelot. Maybe... I'm not sure. Maybe i have to think about that for a second. I'm not getting Camelot from this, though. This is very high-charged and pumped. Yeah, yeah. Um... And just like how the track that you picked was on the gummy ship stage, and it was like it was one of the earlier ones, it was slower. And things were coming it was like here's how you fly a gummy ship.
1: Yeah, it's got kind of like a like a like a nine decade like late '90s like racing game kind of feeling to it. That's right. Now this feels like Guilty Gear. It feels like like pumped. Is this is this in the air too?
0: Yeah, it's, the sky is pretty much like an
1: orange and red hue. Okay. And it's a
0: much faster gummy ship stage than mm. the usual ones are. All right, I'm there. And All right. Yeah, like you were saying earlier how gummy Ships were unnecessary. If it weren't for gummy Ships, I wouldn't have this track in my repertoire. <laughs> and as a result, awesome. yeah. I am thankful for those bad boys. That's a
1: great track.
0: It really gets the blood flowing. Like, I...
1: Seriously, I drive to this. I do that. I do that. Oh, yeah. This is... this is Actually, the whole... All, all the Kingdom Hearts soundtracks are great. Just to leave in your car and just, just go. Mm-hmm.
0: I have to concur with that wholeheartedly, sir. Um, and... As we were talking about earlier, because now I want to talk Kingdom Hearts while this is in the background. Yeah, so let's get into the Kingdom Hearts. So, like, the sad reality behind it all is, like, for as much as I've played these games, and actually you too for the first and second games, yeah, ages ago, but yeah, the stories are so convoluted. <laughs> I know that I, g- I gave up after too. I was like, no. Nope, he nope. was like, if I don't have an FAQ handy, I couldn't quite really lay it all out. I know certain details, you know, like. The whole relationship between Sora and Roxas, and thanks to playing our next game in the list, I know a little bit more about that even too. Right, and we're, I don't think
1: we're going to try to even try to explain the story oh, on no, the show because I don't no. think we could explain it ourselves. We're we're going to focus on the music,
0: maybe, Which is maybe, maybe
1: maybe some things we like about the games. Oh yeah, but the story, yeah, uh,
0: it's out the door. Yeah. It's out the. I don't think Square can explain it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like it's a. Uh, I like the fact that this really just it really just gets the blood flowing, gets you pumped. Yeah, yeah, it makes you appreciative of the game design for this aspect of it because it the music kind of helps drive you to want to play more of that section. At least it did for me. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have to say this is next to maybe one other, two other tracks. This is my favorite track in the entire game. Oh really? No. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh.
1: This and the Monochrome Mickey stage um, from Steamboat Willie. Right, yeah, that was a really cool, cool uh, area. That was like early in the game too, right?
0: Oh no, no. It was like maybe halfway to three quarters through because you I, had to unlock,
1: oh. go there to get like some kind of secret key or something. That's right. Kingdom Hearts two had a lot of extra areas that I was really excited about when it came out. Like, um, uh, there's a Tron area, mm-hmm. which was so short. Unfortunately, uh. Space Paranoids it was called. Yeah, yeah, that was Space Paranoids, was the name of the game that um, Flynn, the character from the original Tron, that was his that was his game, the game he created. I didn't even know that, actually. Yeah. I've seen Tron, and I didn't know that. Yeah, um, I I love Tron. I have it tattooed on my body. <laughs> yep. TMI, audience. T-M-I. It's on my arm. It's fine. Oh, okay. Well, in that case... My data disk is on my back. Oh. Trank! Oh. Um <laughs>
0: I love how I just made a gesture that nobody can see, so it doesn't even <laughs> quite translate well. Some some things on the show are just for you and me, buddy. Works for me. Like this delicious can of LaCroix. <laughs> he just did a thing where he pointed and said, what are you doing with this LaCroix? Um, it's an addiction. I can't help myself. All right,
1: so speaking of weird stories and titles, how about we get into their third game, which mm-hmm. is called Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep. Three sixty five. No, 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 second no, no, day. no, 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 no. Isn't that the whole name? No, those are two games. He, okay, so we're gonna do Birth by Sleep. Yes. Okay, and then what's the other ones?
0: That oh, basically Birth by Sleep was the PSP release. Yes. And that was again, like, what I tend to refer to as Kingdom Hearts Zero. Okay. If you play it, it explains it all. Right. But um, three sixty five over two is the Kingdom Hearts game on the DS that we. No one talks about it because it was. It was almost like they just needed to pump out an extra Kingdom Hearts game, and they had no <laughs> plot ready yet, so they just threw this thing together where. I mean, it does have a plot. I mean, it pretty much explains Roxas and his relationship with some girl who I guess is like a nobody for Kyrie. I can't remember her exact name anymore. Okay, okay. She was the original Orc 13 member. It's some. Not, the 13th member, they called her. Um, no, the 14th member. But, um. It just. The gameplay just didn't gel to the point where like if you well, the latest out if you were to get ready for Kingdom Hearts three, they released two release re releases on the PS three, and three sixty five over two was condensed to a bunch of cutscenes that they slapped into Kingdom Hearts two point
1: five remix. Oh my god. So god, this yeah. is so hard to keep track of. Exactly. Alright, so let's just get into the music of Birth by Sleep. How about that? I can do it. Which is still a crazy name on its own, but Mm -hmm. at least it sounds like something. It's like, you are a dream, which is a lot like Final Fantasy X, but that's a spoiler. So this is Kingdom Hearts, Birth by Sleep. I chose the song Terra. Ooh. This is the song "Terra" from the game Kingdom Hearts: Birth by Sleep for the PlayStation Portable by Yoko Shimomura. This this song makes me want to stand up, just like it just feels so good. That violin is amazing. It's like you're preparing to
0: face some insurmountable challenge or yeah. fear.
1: No, it makes me feel like I've, I've I have faced it, and I'm standing up. Oh, and triumphantly! Telling, yeah, it feels great, and then but there's a little bit of danger at the end, right here. Hmm. Oh, then the piano comes in. I can do, see do, that. Do, there's still a little danger there. You're not quite done. Boom! You're right back in there. I can kind of see that too. Oh, I love it. I think a lot of these tracks are actually pretty, pretty short. A little, a little short. But again, like like short classic video game music. There's a lot of parts to it. Yeah, I guess, I'm wondering if maybe they just did that with the intent of just expecting them to loop quickly and often. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Or maybe um, maybe it was a, uh, st- like an artistic choice from Yoko Shimomura. That's a good point. Like, uh, this is how she composed. Or maybe she wanted to compose this way for the game, knowing that there would be lots of movements to the story. And so they're telling the story through the music. I like the way you think, Maybe. I- I'm, I'm I wouldn't guessing. have caught that. I I'm hoping because that's what it feels like to me because these soundtracks are not small. No they are not. I mean even with the tracks
0: being 1 minute to like a minute and 50 seconds long, I think this one was still like th- three CDs.
1: Two or three CDs. Yeah. Yeah, and this is a very really tiny tiny little track here. It's only like a minute, minute and a half, but it loops really great. So I'm I'm leaving this thing on loop. It feels awesome.
0: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I'm just going to stare at the ceiling here and assume a dragon's reaching in to eat me. <laughs>
1: Mm. Are there there dragons in this game? Actually, I think there is. At least Maleficent, she counts. Okay, yeah, Maleficent makes a a return. Yeah, she's a return component. Well, well, pre-turn. A pre-turn? Oh, this is is Kingdom Hearts Alpha Gold? Yeah. BX plus Alpha Gold, Third Strike, Beta. Like it. Mm Mm-hmm. Super Hyper. Super Hyper Turbo Alpha Kingdom Hearts Gold. But it's kind of
0: funny, though, because Uh, this is... Story-wise, it's the earliest in the series, but gameplay-wise, it's probably the most advanced and best.
1: Yeah, actually, um, before we start recording here, you gave me your PSP to give me a little chance to play it, and it felt really good. Even though the camera was a little confusing.
0: Yeah, because there was only one thumbstick on the PSP, so you couldn't do twin-stick gel, you know, turns. So it was reliant on the L yeah, and R
1: triggers for camera I, movement. I have a hard time with like 3D positioning in games, which is why I'm not good at like FPS type stuff. So unless, like, the camera's being, like, you know, held for me, like, I'm just confused.
0: (laughs) I believe, and with the way that game works, especially with all the freaking, uh, all the trance moves and stuff like that, you're constantly bouncing around as you go. Again, all the more reason why it's good for music to be kinetic. Absolutely. So I think your your track's a little bit more kinetic? Yeah, I mean, light and airy, but also kinetic nonetheless. Um, I had a hard time choosing because there were a number of you know it's just distinctly you know distinctly personable tracks that caught my eye or ear as it were but the one i settled on in the end was what is played in the i want to say sleeping beauty world oh okay um called castle of dreams and that track is referred to as castle escapades oh nice
1: escapades <laughs> all right let's let's give that one uh, a listen Let me load that up and Hit the button. Doop, doop, bounce to it. doop,
0: doop, Jimmy Chung. Welcome back. You are listening to Castle Escapades, played in Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, composed by Yoko Shimomura. This track takes place again, as mentioned earlier, in the Castle Dream stage. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, due to the fact that the PSP had you know quality or some you know power limitations compared to the PS2, the environments weren't as populated, so to speak, as far as like it objects to give more of a. An atmospheric vibe to the environment you
1: went to, oh, okay. but there weren't as like, many like uh, um, like you weren't probably like, chairs and stuff sitting okay, around, but not like or, assets, like a lot of like uh, uh, scenery, yeah, scenery. exactly. <laughs> i trying to find the word scenery. That You're basically walking
0: to a barren room with a staircase, like, here's some guys, beat them up. But even with that in mind, what they did include was definitely enough to get the point across of the environment you were in and the music. Mm. It's like this track included
1: oh, this really did the job great. of filling in the holes that the environment could not. It's got a great tempo. It's very, it's very bouncy, and then it's, it starts to sweep right here. A lot of the songs like have like a, like, a, like, a, like a slower section or like a bouncy section, and then it sweeps right through the middle.
0: Yeah, this track gives me an impression of brawling in a ballroom. Um, a room, ballroom, bro. ballroom brawl, ballroom. Brawling. Mm-hmm. Leave your slippers at home, folks, because you need mobility for this combat the, session. The, the, the ballroom blitz. No, 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 no. Ballroom brawl. Ballroom brawl. We got to be specific on okay. this. Okay. Um, but like when I was playing it earlier, because I felt some episodes make me want to play the game that they're about just because I want to experience it again. And I played with Aqua in this stage. Aqua. Aqua is one of the three characters you can use in Birth by Sleep. Okay, she is probably the second oldest to oldest um, of the three. Are you able to play as a Disney character? No, Disney characters can be controlled, but you can bond with them and do like link ups to get some of their moves and stuff. Oh, okay, um, by I can't bonding re- with them, you like kind of hang out, you get to know each other. Well, in a sense of like the more you use their set of moves, the more you unlock. So it's oh, like neat. a sense of bonding that way. So you do kind of bond with them. Mm-hmm. It's really cool because, I mean, basically that was another issue where it was like, you know, due to the limitation of the system, they didn't have means for three players to be being controlled by, two people to be controlled by the computer.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was always a little bit of a a challenge in the other Kingdom Hearts games where like Donald, Donald? Yeah, Donald. I was thinking thinking Looney Tunes still. So Donald and um, Goofy Mm -hmm. running around doing their own thing and then like their, you know, computer AI, not always perfect.
0: Yeah, unfortunately so. Though Goofy was always a beast, no matter how you cut it. Even when he was doing wrong things, he was kicking butt. Yeah, yeah. And then, mm-hmm.
1: you know, Donald was just over there wasting all your
0: items. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was terrible with that MP consumption. <laughs> but, you know, he did his job as best he could. And that so, was okay.
1: what, what kind of characters would you see in Birth by Sleep? Is there, um, is there Chicken Little? Nope. Um, is there... Um, Stitch is in it, though. Stitch, I was going to say Stitch,
0: yeah. Yeah, Stitch is there. Oh, great. Which is awesome, too. I like his stage a lot. You're yeah. go on a, you you're basically fighting on a spaceship. Um, Because basically before he meets Lilo, obviously, mm-hmm. he's basically still imprisoned on the ship. Yeah, I think Lilo and Stitch is my favorite.
1: I think it's my favorite
0: Disney movie. It's, if it's not mine, it's definitely in the top three, because it definitely... It's very much unlike any other Disney film at the time at least at that time
1: definitely when it came out people were kind of shocked by it if I remember correctly it was different it was really different it was It was definitely a, a different kind of family story which I think was important yes it was uh, and they were so cute little, yeah, they, little Lilo and Stitch were just adorable the
0: way Lilo beat that kid up for some reason I don't even remember oh, I remember anymore. that
1: yeah yeah it was um oh, I think he was like making fun of her yeah she was just calling her weird I think yeah just she, calling her weird and she was like no and she bit him that's right she bit him Mm. Hmm. This is good biting music. No, I'm not <laughs> Maybe if I'm in the ballroom with a nice turkey. Nom, mm. nom, 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 nom. Well, how about, nom, um, nom. How about we move on to um, our, uh, our little interview with our special guest. We'll bring her on the show. How does that sound? I think that sounds like a rather cromulent idea. <laughs> All right, let me, uh, let me give her a call and bring the music down. And let's give her a call. Ring-a-ding-ding. How are you doing? I'm
2: good. How are you guys?
1: We're doing great. Fairly sleepy, but that's what caffeine's for. Yeah, Pernell will wake up by the time the show is over. <laughs> a, a five hour says you're on.
2: <laughs> that, that caffeine. Mm-hmm.
1: So um, tell us, why did, you want, why, why did you want to listen to some uh, Kingdom Hearts tonight?
2: Well, um I was, you know, just talking with Pernell and thinking it over and um it's just, you know, to me as far as games go, it's some of my my favorite video game music of all time, basically, and some of my favorite games of all time.
1: Yeah, mine too. The um I've only played through the first two, but the, the second one has a as a real special spot with me because I had the flu for a few days mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I played through it while I was really sick and I um tried to 100% it, which was, also Zach like Breath. Of and zach braff did the uh what was that chicken little chicken little <laughs> yeah, i love that
0: <laughs> we haven't played the game in like 10 years but we still occasionally break out the crappy voice
1: because it's so hilarious oh it's great and he only says like baseball that's all he ever says so, oh, he also <laughs> said, I can do it. you do it i'm not doing your voice i can't even remember how to do it oh man well i'm not i'm not gonna do it anyway um dang. Sorry, I was like, I was gonna say. yeah tell us how how are you involved with the convention too many games
2: uh, well, I am the PR director and I'm, I'm actually a, a part owner as well. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a really wild ride. Um, we're actually in our 12th year this year. Um,
1: Holy. Yeah, I yeah. had no idea. That was a lot, that's a lot of years.
2: A lot of years. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we just we're, we're keep striving to get, you know, bigger and better and have more fun. And uh, now we have, you know, it's a three-day event. Um, last weekend in June. And mm-hmm. there's just so much to do, uh, and there's just too many games. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. so how many was it? Was it only two days or one day last year? Or is this? Uh,
2: well, no, no, actually, it's been three days for for a few years mm-hmm. now. But um, you know, we are actually packing in more hours. Um, we have a lot of additional special events that we didn't used to do. Uh, we do like a video game burlesque show. Was was one thing that we added last year. Okay. Um, that was uh, that was a big success for bringing that that back. Uh, we do a, a, a live wrestling tournament.
1: Whoa! Uh, <laughs> can we can Burlix. we combine the burlesque and the wrestling? Yes, burleskling. Burles <laughs> Can I sign up for that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I want in.
1: I didn't know I did, but now I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, will Purnell be wrestling, or will he be slowly removing clothes? <laughs> or telling dirty jokes. I don't. I, I honestly don't know what's involved with the whole burlesque thing. But no,
2: you uh, see that on, on Pernell's uh, panel submission. I, I, see that. <laughs>
1: I forgot. He's going to gonna, he, he, he's gonna surprise you. That's what. That's what's going to go Cha-cha-cha. on. Okay. Break so what? What? What's your favorite part about too many games? Like, what's the one thing that you are looking forward to this year?
2: Well, well, me personally, you know, coming from my, from my point of view, uh, running the convention, helping run the convention with a, a great organization of people and volunteers, uh, my favorite part is actually just watching the attendees enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, that's always great. Um, I, I personally love all of the panels. We have a lot of special guests that come in from all over the world um that talk about all kinds of different interesting information um we started a new event type panel last year also called video game improv and Hmm. that that is a riot so i have to say that's probably one of my favorite newer things that we do
1: tell us about Um, about that what is that like a like a sketch comedy situation or is it like a um like people make up their like the premises for games or something
2: yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's similar to, to sketch comedy and like, like you know, people that you see that do sketch comedy, they, um, you know, often also are well-versed in improv and the art of improv, uh, improvisational mm, right, comedy, right. you know, with this being uh, the theme of gaming and, um, oh, excuse me, just a second. So, yeah, it's uh, basically just a bunch of people up on stage, some of our special guests who are, are sort of... Uh, comedic actors and actresses um who have been in the gaming circuit for you know x number of years and this is what they do and they come together and they bring the audience members up and um have a blast sort of make up all of the the funny stuff on the spot come. sort of like sort of like you guys
0: i don't know i'm not sure if i'm getting
1: up on stage anytime soon i've <laughs> a lot of whiskey probably more comedy because <laughs> comedy isn't necessarily been our goal but um, we're working on it! But maybe, maybe one day.
2: It's sort of like a byproduct of what you're doing. I'm certainly
1: not anti-comedy, but um, <laughs> you, you might think that if you first meet me in person. <laughs> I'm rub, rub. Very serious man. No. Um, but also, that's really cool, because as you
0: describe all these different events, I mean, I've done a lot of cons over the years, hitting the circuits and such, and you're naming off a number of events that are, in my opinion, in my understanding, fairly unique to too many games repertoire. Um, definitely something for people to want to come and check out just to see just how video game improv can work out in the grand scheme of things. No, I think that sounds really, really fun.
1: Yeah, so, exactly. So, um, yeah, so I won't be able to attend this year. My wife has surprised me with a nice little vacation, and it just happened to be on, on these days. So it's great, and I'm a little sad. But um, I know that what was approved was um, Purnell and Matt play games panel. Yes.
2: right right so um yeah i was just curious i mean i know uh pernell you've done a couple of panels that were very successful at the convention in the past and so tell me a little bit about what the pernell and matt play games panel is going to be like well, this basically
0: year. my wife and i wait a minute no oh, <laughs> no myself and i co-host matt are going to be on stage that's your youtube wife yeah, yes, yeah. don't tell too many people <laughs> secret. Um, basically, we're going to go up and we're going to perform our show, which is Pernell and I Play Games. And in a sense, it's similar to this. It's more so just us using our personalities in scope of playing, typically a game that could either be considered challenging, frustrating, or interesting in the form of co-op. And we discuss the game and things about the game. And just in the case of what that's having in audience, we'll discuss things with the audience while we do it. Um, essentially, it's just a fun, exp- just a fun outing, just hanging out with people who mm-hmm. like good gaming and like watching a guy get really angry at a game he has no business trying <laughs> to play. Um, we're still debating on what our title or titles will be, so I don't want to say on here, but we, ah. but we did come up with one really interesting idea last week, and that may well end up being the product because.
1: I showed Rob during a visit. Oh, yeah, he showed me. Can I, I got one word for you burlesque.
0: Yes. I mean,
1: yes. I mean, yes. Oh, yeah. No, I'm actually, I, I, I'm sad I'm totally missing it because from what you showed me, I was very excited.
0: Yeah. I'm, by uh,
1: the gameplay.
0: Yes. The awesome, awesome burr gameplay. <laughs> Um, But, like, it was it. It was a lot of fun, and I'm hoping people end up enjoying it because the goal is that we want to have fun playing the game. We want to have fun with people who enjoy watching people play games. Heck, maybe have a guy come up on stage and play with us. Who knows? Um, But essentially, that's the idea. And previous panels that I've done have had similar scopes where it's usually some kind of roundtable discussion about some sort of gaming product or gaming ideology. and well, it's like... Even when we originally came up with the idea, of was like, this sounds like it would be pretty boring, but it actually ends up being a lot of fun because it really is just, here are a bunch of guys who know their stuff and also don't, but who cares? Because they're awesome to hang out with, and we want to talk with them, and that's us saying, talking about the audience. So um, I think it'll be a
1: pretty fun time. Our, our listeners should know that this podcast is, is clean. The Pernell and Matt plays games is just them kind of cursing at each other for a good hour. No. Well, no. But <laughs> <if laughs> yeah, okay, no. okay, when you got to when you guys play Battle Toads, I, I think there was a bit more. Like, well, because it's Battle Toads, yeah, man. That game that's is Battle Toads. Yeah. I think you get a pass on that one. <laughs> yeah, I was.
0: That game made me angry. And of course, the funny part about it was that we played it. It was one of our first episodes, and Matt lost the footage somehow, so we had to play it again. And I hated the game both times we did it. So, the second recording was even, I was even angrier because I just didn't want to play the game. But that was made such a good episode. So, and it was also my first time ever playing Battletoads, too. So,
1: that's ridiculous, by the way. How do you figure that? (laughs) It's just um, not even. It's not that I'm ashamed. I'm just disappointed. I I, I guess you get one. I mean, I get one. I get get one of those. You get one. (laughs) So, um,. Before we wrap things up, do you, what, what's uh, aside from Kingdom Hearts, like what, what are some of your favorite games, current and past? Because we cover them all on this show.
2: Oh, well, I mean, I, I, I like some of the stuff that you guys have reviewed. Um, I, I've actually, you know, I've been so busy these days, I haven't gotten to play a lot of games. I understand. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of sad, actually. Um, I mean, I wind up... I, there's a couple of, of fallbacks that I have, you know, you know, in between doing this convention stuff, I'm out promoting my convention. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'll go to, you know, I'll do, I'll go up to, to these conventions. Purnell, is, you know, he has his uh, his Vita and or DS. I've got my three D 3D, three DS, and I wind up playing, you know, stuff like Animal Crossing. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no that's cool you gotta have like a comfort game like a good uh, th- thing you can g- get back to you and just call keep it playing. a comfort game until you're missing like one seashell or the fruit that you need just isn't in season at the time
0: and no one's trading <laughs> right. and all of a sudden yeah
2: right so I'll, I mean that, that's that's true it's a good comfort game it's a good fallback for me I, I must have you know I probably have like at least a dozen DS titles sitting in my drawer that I need to you know pick up and start
1: and yeah. well there's a lot <laughs> of great they, DS they, games they
2: yeah I really I'm really interested in um, you know there's a couple of new games that came out there's a whole bunch of stuff and one one thing that we have at the convention is um, we have an indie game showcase Ooh. so we've got a lot of new developers and independent developers that you know are just getting their name out there and have some pretty good stuff um, so I, I'm always interested in playing playing new indie games and I just you know it's again it's just about, about finding the time for it
0: also I just but, want to point out that she kind of held back on her hustle game there but She'll kill a person that Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> Don't let her <laughs>
2: That's
1: the great equalizer in this house is the Ms Pac-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we yeah, I
2: can I can hold my own. That's that's <laughs> one game I can I can hold my own in. And uh, thanks for now.
1: <laughs> yeah, no problem. No problem. <laughs> so tell us tell us about um, where and when uh, the convention takes place.
2: Okay, well, it is the last weekend in June. That's June 24th through 26th, and it's at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um and it's you know three days of, of nonstop fun basically. Some of the stuff I told you about our special events like the burlesque and the live wrestling is sort of like a like a live Super Smash Brothers tournament in front of your eyes you know with video game <laughs> characters pretty mm. cool. Um, you know panelists. We've got concerts going all three days, live music. We have bands we fly in from all over the place and uh, DJs spinning all kinds of cool chip tunes. Great. And uh, we've got a a huge vendor room, we've got over 60 vendor tables this year, selling all kinds of stuff from new to old. You've got, you know, your retro stuff, you've got your your brand new stuff, you've got a lot of different crafts. A lot of really cool um, artistic people that that come I really like to see those artsy vendors come out and and sort of share stuff with the fans and the attendees love to get new, you know, something that relates to their favorite games that they can then, you know, take home and, and have as a souvenir.
1: Really In cool. addition
2: to video games, though, I know we've always just been talking about video games, we also have a huge tabletop area.
1: Ooh, awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah. I know, um, know Purnell's waiting. I don't know about you, Rob, but I oh, know yeah. that we, we've we hit the, the board games quite a few times.
1: I've been thrown out of this house many times. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Purnell and uh, Christy, my, my wife, like to uh, like to argue. They really get competitive, <laughs> which is a lot of fun to watch. So, yeah, we, we play a lot, a lot of, of games. Um, no, that sounds... That sounds like a lot of fun. I, I, again, I'm really going to be sad to be missing that. But um, definitely, um, our listeners, if you're in the area, come check it out. Come see Lonnie. I'm sure you'll be walking around the floor. Come see Purnell. Be. You know, he you, you can't miss him. He'll be tripping on the
0: floor. <laughs>
1: he'll be crawling <laughs> on the floor, but still taller than everybody.
0: <laughs> and then, like, one thing I wanted to mention, because I almost forgot. Um, I know you won't be around to do, like, full track selections, <laughs> But did you have any particular tracks from the games that particularly spark your fancy?
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, you asked me to, to sort of uh, think about it. And I, I told you I love pretty much all of the Kingdom Hearts music. And uh, there was a time actually where I got Kingdom Hearts 1 soundtrack and I had it in my car in the CD player for... <laughs> I don't know. It had to be over a year. So yeah, wrote a little note here. This my little nerdy notes. We so. like the notes. We
1: gotta have <laughs> Remember
2: notes. what was, what was what?
1: If they're on post, it's even better. Sometimes Pranel's like, is that part in that game that this happens? And I'm like, oh no, that's not the name of this track. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, because sometimes there's, you know, there's so much where, where music ties into a game and the feeling of the game and, you know, it's, that's what you remember. Okay, this part where I was playing through and I was fighting this boss and it was so epic and. Yeah, whatever that thing is called.
1: Mm-hmm. That's,
2: that's another reason why we're, we're so, fe- um, centered on music at the convention, because there's such a, a real tie to your feeling for, for what you're playing to, to the sounds behind the
1: music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. the truth. Absolutely. I've yeah. nailed so
0: many speeding tickets because of the way I felt when the music was playing from the game. <laughs> really yeah.
2: So, uh, so here I have written down here a couple of things. Um, I'm so sorry for the background noise. That was really <laughs> rude. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, there's so many great songs. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of, um, you know, a couple, a few games. Pronounced said, "Hey, just a few games. What, which ones do you like, and what are some good songs?" So, Kingdom Hearts one. Again, I love the entire soundtrack. I mean, I could, I could just listen to that anytime. Um, if I had to pick a few songs, uh, I mean, like, I love, I love Traverse Town. You know, you, that's where you spend a lot of time early on there it starts to feel like home you know, it has like that, that comfortable kind of homey theme um, so I like that a lot uh, uh, you know, so many of the, the different world's themes are, are just fantastic and hearing them takes me back to all of the different levels and all mm-hmm. the different challenges that you have to go through um, but I have to say that Simple and Clean is uh, like the instrumental version yeah. That has to be my, my favorite track from the game.
1: Yeah, I was addicted to that song before I even knew what the game was about. I heard the song, and it's what made me want to play the game. It was oh not wow! Tower, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've heard a lot of her um, like trance remix stuff before that. Someone gave me like a CD of that, and I was like super hooked on it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. A, I mean, I, I can imagine not even playing the game, and I would probably have loved it uh, myself. But it's, and you know, it's just, it seems like it's an easy answer. It's just, like, I'll go back to this song over and over again. It's like, to me, it's everything that, that is Kingdom Hearts. You know, it's like, I, I hear the song and I feel it and I just, I, it like captures the whole essence of the series for me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it has like that whole sense of wonderment and adventure. Um, you gotta stop doing that, please. <laughs>
1: so,
2: <laughs> uh. So, you know, it, it's like if I hear it, I happen to hear it or I, I happen to play it on a track or play it on YouTube, I'm just, you know, messing around with music and I, I actually feel like I, I want to play through the whole game again.
1: Thank you very much for joining us, Lonnie. We, we appreciate <laughs> your time and thanks for being on our show today.
2: Oh, thank you so much for having me, guys. I'm, I'm sorry for the, uh, the sort of the audio being a little messed up here and there and uh, I'm, I'm glad that you were able to fit me in today.
0: Oh, yeah. No worries. Uh, Thank you very much Uh for taking the time to come along.
1: Thank you for joining us today on the Rhythm and Pixels Video Game Music Podcast, our podcast about video game music. This is episode 3-8. This has been our first focus on Kingdom Hearts. I'm saying our first because I'm sure we're going to come back to this because the music has been just beautiful. And it will be just as perplexing then as it is now. Yeah, it won't won't get any easier to understand, but the music will just always be enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to contact us let us know how we're doing if you got anything you want us to uh, any any topics you'd like for us to cover um, let us know um, on our email address rhythmandpixels at hotmail.com and if you have any um, any interest in the rest of our show if you want to see some more episodes get some full track listing or just more information about us go to our website www w- oh, no w's, no w's. rhythmandpixels.com <laughs> And, um, and if you like what you're hearing, please hit the subscribe button on wherever you're listening to this podcast. And if you're on iTunes, it would really help us out if you would uh, please go ahead and hit the, um, the rating button and leave us a nice little comment. Even if it's not the greatest comment, you know, we'd like to hear it. We'd like to get some feedback, what we can do better, um, what you'd like to hear. It would be great. Um, in the background is DJ Joe. Um, this is his remix from Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. One well, of the intros. Yeah, it's the it's actually used in all of them. It has a name, and I don't have the name in front of me, but it's pretty pretty heavy.
0: <laughs> well, well, most likely, if someone wants to know the name, we have that glorious website.
1: Yes, died butchered earlier.
0: <laughs> um, rhythmandpixels.com.
1: <laughs> right. Um, at the end of at the end of most of our shows, we have what was called the bonus round, and we will play remixes and covers of the games within our topic, and we always will um, have the artists' uh, bio information and their websites and their SoundCloud, Bandcamp, all their information. So if you like the music, you can go out there, check it out, send them a few bucks on their Patreon or wherever, and uh, get a hold of it.
0: Honestly, that's a large part of why we do what we do. There's something nice to say about sharing not just the tracks that we already know from the composers we love, but also... People who legitimately love the music to the point where they inject their craft into it yeah. to churn out something completely
1: homage-worthy yet unique in its own right. Yeah, it's like um, it's like you love it so much that you want to honor it in your own way. You know, it just it kind of comes through you. And so, I feel like a lot of like like really good cover or a really good remix really um shows that. I I have to say everything I've heard and played on the show from um, the artist Ben Briggs, I think. Um, epitomizes that ideal because it's very true to the original music but it's got his own like flavor Flavor, yeah he's got his own keyboard chops his own like his own like skill it, it sounds great just so, the difference between a strawberry and a strawberry mango um oh like a strawberry mango
0: water ice yes exactly <laughs> so now you're catching on catching on now Yeah, it's like it's gonna be hot time for some summertime stuff right we're coming up, but we got to choose the sweet spot. We can't just... We got to wait. Gotta, we got to get it right when the summer tri- when it strikes hard. Not Memorial Day. Not that, <laughs> not that ceremonial summer. We're talking the real deal. All right.
1: So, um, episode 3-9 is coming up. Wow. Seriously? Yeah, that's the next one. 3-9. Time is moving, and so are these episodes.
0: I mean, it's hard to believe we got to this point. Like, not in the sense of, like, not getting here, but more like that we've been doing it this long because time is just I'm not—I'm
1: losing track after
0: a, lot, a
1: lot of big things have happened in both of our lives since we started the show exactly yeah, that's a very yeah, good way I to think that's it. what's going on but um, we we'll won't get into that next episode 3-9 check it out next Monday it's going to be intro music and the life and times of Robin Purnell apparently <laughs> yeah well we'll talk about ourselves a little bit more Not probably not we'll just talk about the music it'll be either intro music or ending theme music probably intro music well, I don't Tune know. in next week to find out. I don't know if I can help it. I might try to inject a what would Purnell's intro theme be if he walked onto Ooh. the scene? Ooh, that's a great idea. We pick our favorite intro themes and then our personal intro themes. hmm Okay. Yeah, see that? I'm down for that. Game on. All right. Um, again, this has been the Rhythm and Pixels video game music podcast. I've been Rob Nichols. I've been, and still may be, Purnell. We'll find out. And um, I want
0: to thank you to our special guest, Lonnie. Have a great day. And remember, just because a person seems a little off and weird on the outside doesn't mean they're not worth getting to know because you just may unlock the key to their heart. Oh, my God. Which would unleash a world of personalities you'd be glad to discover. So give everyone an equal shot and chance.
1: Don't be a nobody. Be a somebody.